0: That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Principles of Fitness podcast. My name is Cameron Harn. And I want to welcome to the show today the guys from Genesis Performance. You may have heard of them. They work heavily with the team over at the Institute of Motion. And they had a video that went – they got pretty popular a couple years ago with uh, Trevor, Sean, and their partner, Scott Mitchell, using the Vipers. And they have about like a one-and-a-half, two-minute video of them just kind of having fun, just using the Viper for what it's what it's made for. And um, Michelle Dalcourt over at the Institute of Motion got a hold of this video, brought them onto the team at Institute of Motion, and uh, and now they're releasing videos for the IOM platform on their methodology of loaded movement training. So it's uh it, they call it Genesis Flow. So they incorporate the concepts of rhythm and timing loaded movement training, and just having fun. So kind of using the body for what it's designed for. I got a chance to sit down with these guys, talk a little bit about Genesis Performance, talk a little bit about flow, the purpose of flow, the benefits of it, what implements you can use flow for, not just the Viper, but other tools as well, just to add more creativity and fun to your workout programs. We talk a little bit, too, about the benefits that my clients have seen with using uh using their method of flow and it's really an awesome interview guys um i hope you enjoy it and uh let's go ahead and dive in let's get started so these are the boys trevor tom and sean corkery from genesis performance all right guys we're live so we're officially beginning here um trevor sean you guys want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourselves
1: Um, I'm Sean, and we are Trevor, myself, and another member of our group, uh, Scott Mitchell, are Genesis Performance, and we train here locally in Westlake Village, California, and um, do a lot of different things, but one of the styles of training that's come out of our um, performance training is Genesis Flow. Uh, My name is Trevor, and... um...
2: I don't know. I guess I go into where things kind of began for me. Uh, Things kind of began um, coming out of college. I was coaching soccer, and I also um, also got my CSCS and started training um, at the strength coach level. Just did some individual athletes and um, clients and did a lot of stuff for the soccer club. Um, Really just have found a passion for... Uh, strength and fitness and conditioning. I always kind of grew up with that. I think when I was 15, 16, I really found it to be an outlet for me. Just being strong and being, um, just being in the gym. um, Definitely was uh, one of those gym rats coming through college in probably my early 20s. But I think most of us who are into weights and strength and fitness kind of begin there. Starting chest
0: on Mondays, bison tries, <laughs> bison back on or, Thursday. Or back <laughs> and tries, something like that. Did
1: you, did you read my, uh, programming? Your programming? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah, I think everybody started there and, but really found a passion through that and just kept working with, uh, with the soccer clubs and kept, uh, learning and, um, just kind of harnessing my craft through, through training individuals and, and at the club. Um, it wasn't until I got, I found I got into uh, a job at, I think it was called Elite Athletics at the time, which then became the factory. I met, I met a lot of different mentors there. Mm-hmm. I was first I first came in, and when I first came in, I I was hired by a guy named Jade Molina, and uh, just his his organization, his structure, his And it is just his passion for, for the field. I I was drawn to him, you know, and he was also, he was a Christian guy and was just, just kind of like, uh, enamored by his leadership. So I immediately came and started working, working under there. Um, as he moved out, another guy came in named Scott Mitchell, um, another great mentor and, uh. Uh, it was the relationship that really kind of fostered this continuing pursuit of uh, of the strength in the fitness world. And then Sean came in, and uh, the, yeah. when the three when the three of us got together, it was uh, there was something our creativity, our knowledge, our experience, everything kind of just blended together to form um, not only you know genesis flow but uh and as we'll talk about later but um just our relationship and our community our fellowship with each other um we really had a a true friendship and and it really made coming to work enjoyable i mean, wouldn't i wouldn't even really call it work at that point um you know coming in and playing around and you know we've we've we have tried to create a lot of videos to kind of show just not show off what we what we do but to show that you can enjoy movement and you can enjoy exercise and fitness um and i think that enjoyment also brings a lot um a sustainability to to movement and healthy movement
0: how did you guys get started i mean trevor you said you were a bit of a gym rat and sean how did you get started um, Why was that a- moment that like caught you like i'm in love with this
1: Mine was a little bit different. It, it was a little untraditional i I grew up playing uh, basketball and being in the weight room and a lot of traditional lifting. Um, but when I went through college, I got a business degree, and my whole plan was to kind of grab into, get into a company, you know work my way up. When I graduated college, I moved back to Moore Park and started selling real estate. And then after a few years transitioned into teaching, I was coaching basketball and teaching math at Moorpark High School. No way. Yeah, for a few years and enjoying being around the kids. But it it was kind of around that time of California was going through budget cuts and public school systems were struggling a little bit. And my third year of teaching, I got... um, pink slip. And the principal called me in and said, Hey, usually, you know, we, you get pink slip, but you always get asked back. It's just kind of to cover, cover ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, but this year there's a couple of teachers in the school district as a whole that, um, have more seniority than you that have gotten pink slipped. And, and so they'll, you know, you're kind of third man on the totem pole here, and so all likelihood is, you know, we won't have a spot. And so um, I left, and and I was kind of I, even during that school year, um, one of the guys from a local gym approached me, said, "Hey, um, I think you'd be great um, working in during the summer. You know, what do you think about getting a cert- certification, and then you can join our staff during the summer?" So that was kind of already in the back of my mind. So once the teaching thing closed. Closed, um, I kind of gravitated toward the idea of getting an online cert and getting in with this guy uh, locally in Moorpark. Um, so I, I did that. I went online, uh, got an a ISSA cert, and um, gave him a call. And he said, hey, unfortunately, we're struggling financially. There's a chance this company might shut down. No way. Oh, okay. Um, Now what? And at that time, a buddy of mine from church uh, told me about a guy who was transitioning from training professional athletes, and he actually was going to be a Bible teacher at a local private school, uh, Oaks Christian and uh he set up a time for me to talk with him and just pick his brain um about why he's doing that and you know what his thoughts were so we got together had an amazing time connected right away and um and he said hey you know I want to introduce you to someone so he took me over to the gym that Trevor was training at um elite elite athletics uh the factory and he introduced me to Scott Mitchell who was the director of performance at that time and I told Scott kind of my story what I was looking at, and uh, wasn't real sure where you know God was taking me um and he said, "Well, you know what? Come shadow me tomorrow. I'm training NBA players. Come check it out." And me, as a basketball guy, um, wanted to see that just to be a fly on the wall. Okay, how's this guy training these guys? So the next day, I show up and I start uh, shadowing him, and he's doing things I've never seen before, and I'm tripping out. I'm going, "Hey, w- what muscle is that working right now?" And he's <laughs> explaining some of the, and it's just a paradigm shift. And and so I was being exposed. to things I'd never seen before. And that's where it started, you know, creating a craving to know more. And, um, and then as I met Trevor and with Scott and we built that community, uh, exercise kind of, it became enjoyable. There was a creative outlet and, and what ended up happening was I ended up starting to train athletes. And surprisingly, I kind of started with, Um, even early on professional athletes so we had a mix of youth athletes uh, little league and all the way up to uh, NFL and NBA players and athletes of all different types so um, I got exposed early on to a broad range and and that was kind of the point where I didn't plan it and I was surprised to be where I was at. I didn't even know that that existed. And here I was uh, learning and growing and enjoying it and developing cool friendships. And uh, so that's when I got hooked into this industry. Yeah, do you remember the exercise that Scott? Scott, right? Yeah. Do you Scott. remember the exercise that he showed you? Well, it was it was all of them. Um, there was a couple that I could figure out. Okay. Um, but there, one of them was they were on on a Kaiser cable machine. Gotcha. And the cables were set above head, and they were facing away from the machine. They grabbed the cables and started them at their hips, and they would step and raise their arms above their head, and then step back and bring the cables Gosh. back down to their hips, yeah, and so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay is that a is that a core exercise, but you know I'm just trying to understand it and so then and that was only the first exercise, and then the next one was another one that was outside of my paradigm, and so I'm asking them the whole time what what's that working,
0: yeah we're, we're always students, I mean, and I think that's something that people can appreciate. I mean, it must must be why he kind of like brought you on board is, you know, you were humble and you wanted to learn. You were very hungry for, for more knowledge. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Trevor, can you dive in a little bit more on how you, that moment that you got hooked into the fitness industry?
2: The moment, well... I'll I'll be I'll be quick here I guess I could go all the way back to when I was uh, 13, 14 Um, not so much the fitness industry but just exercise Um, my parents had just divorced and and I used strength training as an outlet for for my energy negative positive whatever and so at that that moment was when I just had this um, this feeling for whatever it did, whether, whether, I mean, whether it was, um, a confidence booster or whether it was the release of energy or just, you know, made me feel good, just working out, working out, just felt, felt, felt good. And I think at the same time, there was, uh, in my freshman year, um, I played soccer my freshman year. My, one of the coaches, my coach, he was a student at Cal and a soccer player at the local college here. And, um, when he stepped onto the field, he had this presence about him, and he was this just ultimate fitness freak. He was known as like the guy in the field who was completely conditioned, strong, everything. But he just commanded like respect when you looked at him, and I think he was my first like inspiration as my as my freshman soccer coach. That that was just like. You know, like back then to me, I was like, "Oh, you're a god, <laughs> <laughs> obviously he's not the god, but then I was just like just enamored by him, and just so he was my first influence on like wanting just to be fit, wanting wanting to be strong, wanting just to have this presence um and so just continued working out through high school and just found I was in college um where. I knew I wanted to pursue like sports medicine. It was called then; it's called exercise science now, but sports medicine. I was looking into the physical therapy field, just something that had to do with the body. Um, As I got out, which I I haven't really told this (laughs) to a lot of people, but I didn't get into PT school, so I tested for my CSCS, got that, and so I think God, or I know God, definitely chose my path for me at that time. I was also coaching soccer, so I was in love with soccer because I grew up playing it and coaching it, and then the strength and conditioning field. So I had those both those fields. and So I think that's really where the, the path... I wouldn't say maybe it wasn't a specific moment, but it was a built-up um, series of moments. Um, and then kind of like the same moment he had with Scott, I had with Scott as well. Um, we were going through I think it was before you came in Sean we were going through squats and squat patterns and so I was I was squatting and he's like well stagger your feet and I'm like for me it was like no I need my feet <laughs> parallel I need you know and I did this and he said stagger your feet and squat I was like okay and I did it it's like can we do that I was like uh, sure. And so he to he had me turn my toes out. He's like, squat again. Can you do that? And I was like, I don't see why not. And so it was like kind of at that, that moment, he was kind of just unlocking all these walls I had that we had put up or we, that we put up when we're in the gym, you know, when we're tied, like, you know, feet straight, feet parallel. Like there's no variability to our movement, especially in the strength training, um, Area. And so once he started unlocking my or taking down the walls, that really opened up a, like a new passion for the fitness industry. And uh, after that, it
0: was. It broke the paradigm for you of traditional strength training. Again, yes. Yeah. Because once you can go, oh, wait, I can move my feet this way and still squat. And it's not going to create an issue, but actually improve my performance. Yeah, I I had a a similar um, kind of aha moment when I was going through the Gray Institute CAFS, Mm -hmm. so Certification in Applied Functional Sciences. and different points of motion, different ways to turn your feet. And you're like, wait a minute. Now this is
1: getting really cool. This is getting really fun. Are you guys still connected with Scott? Is he still... Yes. So Scott transitioned into a full-time teaching job and was at Oaks Christian and actually recently transferred to a new school. So we keep in contact with him, but we're in two different fields right now. So unfortunately, it's not as much as we'd all like, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still keep in contact with him. Very cool. Yeah. So, you guys kind of have this moment with him over
0: at the factory, um, Elite Fitness. What was it that you guys kind of saw with the Viper? Who brought it in and who started playing with it?
1: There's, well, two things happened. Scott was the first, Scott was the one that introduced me to it. Um, during our lunch breaks, he would show me videos and there was one in particular. I remember it was, uh, Nick Luciano at the time and he was doing kind of a mobility movement with a red six kilo Viper. And it was gnarly to see this guy that is big and strong and the mobility that he had and the fluidity in his movement. And so that was kind of my first exposure to it. And Scott was talking about the versatility of the tool and all that. Meanwhile, we had a combine scheduled where college football athletes were going to come in and train with us to get ready for their testing. And Scott was mentioning he really wanted to get a set of Vipers for these guys before they came in to incorporate it with some of the more traditional uh, lifting that they'd be doing. And so I think Trevor was the first one. He went out and got a set, and he brought it in, and we started playing with it. And and that's when we started exploring a lot of the shifting and a lot of different movement training and loaded movement training. And that was kind of the birth of it. Meanwhile, Scott was talking to Derek Price, who also works for Institute of Motion. And at that time, he was uh, working with Viper. Um, and Derek drove down and did a like a little workshop for our group of people. And so our owner could kind of see the tool and see if he thought it would be a good investment. And so he put us through a, you know, like a 30, 40 minute workout and, um and it just felt amazing. It was and and he kind of, you know, he had us doing like a, a rotational snatch and different things. And guys were asking, well, I thought it's bad to rotate. And he was taking us through the, the function of the hips and how, you know, the body works together. And, and so even as we're in that as a group, there was different people having their paradigms um, challenged. And one of the owners was like, I love it. Let's, let's order it. So they, they brought in even more vipers. And so Trevor got us through that combine with his set and, and, uh, and that was kind of we we um, would plan times to work out together, and it was kind of like a, a prep for what we were going to use with the combine guys as supplements. But not only that, but it was uh, you know a time for us to explore and be creative. So that's kind of anything I missed there. No,
2: um, I mean, that was <laughs> that I got team,
1: it. Yeah, that's in the <laughs>
2: So I I. I, I don't remember it as well as you do in the order that it happened. I almost felt like Derek Price, when he brought him in, that was like the, oh, look at these. And then uh, and then I think I ordered my set. I don't know. Oh, maybe. It was a while ago, but... Um, yeah. I don't know if there's... I don't have any
0: too much, too much to add to that. So what did you guys learn from Scott and from kind of messing around with the Vipers? Well, I think
2: as far as like when we would work out together and that was the beauty of it that it was almost like you know on youtube when when kids like let's take a soccer move and they see something cool they see something cool and they want to one-up it you know they record it and then they put it on and then someone one-ups that one-ups that so uh, and it's almost like you're almost it's like this challenging community where you're almost like one upping someone right yeah in, in a in a friendly in, in a in a cool way so i think that's what happened when we would work out together like scott would say oh we here's this move here let's just reach body." and then sean would say well why don't we do this and then i would say well why don't we do this and you just kind of like it it might have been the same movement in a progression or it might have been different movements and i think that first video that most people have seen genesis board that was kind of where it came from it was like Oh, I'm going to put a sequence of movements together, and then I'm going to put a sequence of movements together, and we just kind of hand off. So all these movements were kind of our foundational loaded movements kind of strung together to create a
0: a flow, in a sense. I remember a video from you guys um, several years back where you guys are all, I think, flowing together, right? And just slamming
1: vipers down and transitioning to the next person. Yeah. That was an awesome video. Yeah. That was kind of it. That wasn't even planned. It was kind of impromptu. It just kind of that was the beauty of it. We would get together and didn't necessarily have an agenda, but would um, would spur each other on to creativity and uh, and just things would come out of it that we didn't even plan. And that was one of them, and it was super fun. Yeah, that was our our first video, and um,
2: that video kind of really put us on a map, I, w- I guess I would say. And the one guy who got a hold of that video that really fell in love with it that we obviously respected was Michelle Dalcourt, mm-hmm. you know, the creator of the Viper. And so once he saw that there, <laughs> there would be, there would be times where we would go to like idea, we would go to different and people would come to us and say, Hey, you're the Genesis boys. And we're like, what, what are you talking about? And we had no idea. Michelle was like using his video, obviously from, you know, to help his product and show what can be done, but also he was helping us out. And, uh, and so that video did a lot, did a lot for, you know, just, I guess, our brand unintentionally, of course. And so that's where it kind of turned into this. Well, if we have something, let's, let's share it. And we're currently working on ways to share that with as many people as as we can,
1: mm-hmm.
2: very cool.
0: So, Michelle takes a hold of this video, and what does he say to you guys? How does he bring you on to the IOM platform?
2: Well, I remember the one line when we were, went on our first phone call. He, which always strikes me, he's like, "You guys are doing, you guys are doing things with the tool that I've never even dreamed of." And so that right away was like, man, that was really cool for him to say. And, uh, and him, and as we got to know him, he was just such an authentic and like caring guy. Like you wouldn't even realize it because of, you know, the guys known around the world, the guy travels the world. And, uh, so it was just, we were just taken back by it. And he's like, you guys, you guys, you guys got to do something with it. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we had no idea what though. And, uh. You know, years later now we have Genesis Flow and now um, hopefully we have that opportunity to share it with the world. Anything out
0: of that, Sean?
1: Yeah, I, I just think his, his original attempt wasn't necessarily to uh, bring us on to IOM at that time. He was just excited about the, uh, you know, the movement aspect and just understanding the body and the benefits and he really wanted to kind of get behind us and help us and almost partner with us, um, like Trevor said, to expose it. And uh, so early on, he was a big encouragement for us kind of trying to go more public and and share it because I think uh, in the beginning, we enjoyed it. We knew the benefits of it, but we didn't know um, that others would receive it as, as much. And so it gave, it gave us the confidence to kind of, step forward in that. And then as our relationship uh, blossomed more, he asked us to... Well, we, we naturally were trying to learn more. And uh, so we would go down to Anatomy Live and Phoenix and do dissections and oh, cool. sit into Michelle's lectures and learn more and uh, kind of gave us more of a vocabulary behind what we were already doing um, and gave us more, even more science um, that... We are already implementing and applying, but it just uh, gave us more context to it, I guess, and and then that parlayed into going to Institute of Motion um, mentorships down in San Diego. So first of all, we were students and learning and, and developing relationships with all the staff. And then, um, and then they asked us to start sharing our flows. And, um, and then as their online app started taking off, we took more of a role in that in different ways. And, and that's kind of how we united with the guys at IOM.
2: Very cool. Shout out to Institute of Motion. Those guys are awesome. I love them all. I work with Derek Price very closely with the app. And, uh, of course, Michelle Delcourt, John Sinclair. Um, Derek Vandenbrink. Derek Vandenbrink. I mean, they got some big stuff happening. And uh, Jan Hootnan from Australia. Um, love those guys. They're humble, authentic completely intelligent and knowledgeable, experienced. Um, they just have everything. They're the, they're the people that we resonate with in, in the fitness industry.
0: Yeah. So from the factory, you guys progressed over to Genesis. And then how did all of that get started?
1: It was kind of naturally when we were working for the factory, we just had a, a great relationship and we had similar philosophies of the body and um, its design, and and so that camaraderie just, you know, it it was already in place. And then um, the factory started going through some different changes. Um, the owner was looking at some different things, and what ended up happening was um, it dissolved, and we all kind of became independent contractors at that time, and. Scott, uh, went on to teach full-time and Trevor and I, um, naturally linked up. And during that time, um, th- there was a little bit of a transition where, uh, we would go out to Venice beach and do some stuff with Viper. And we were you know, thinking about, um, creating a company and that's when we named it Genesis, um, and then shortly after that, that's when Scott took the full-time teaching job. And Trevor and I kind of continued on with that. And we um, paired up and we ended up creating the company and and working together as Genesis Performance. What do you guys primarily do with your clients over at Genesis Performance?
0: Pretty much a little bit of everything. There is you know, definitely
2: flow in there. There's definitely uh, movements that... Uh, we that expose the design of the body. Um, everything is pr- whole body. Um, everything is movement based. Based, I um, mean, all, all, our training is very much based around athletic movements. Um, and how do we strengthen the body in terms of you know things that we learn from Institute of Motion, things that we learn from um, Thomas Myers and the lines of the body, you know, going back to Sean, it's like, what muscle are working? Well, we're working a lot of muscles. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we look at different lines and, um, you know, the movement definitely brings that cardio aspect and then the load definitely brings that strength aspect. So, you know, without, there's a lot of benefits happening at one time.
0: Do you guys see your clients, um, Dude, do you see their eyes light up when they start to get like a flow down for the first time?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I had I have a, I have a lot of experiences with clients who would come back and even say, "Man, after I I do a flow or after I I work out, my ability to work through the day is is through the roof. It's my my capacity to function. My I'm just I'm." my brain's going in. Brian Glatt can probably testify to that or give more information based on that. So I've had a lot of positive experience, and even myself, just, it's more engaging, it's more fun. Um, You know, it's a... It's just more of a complete way of... Sub maximal strength training.
0: Yeah. There's a book called Brain Rules. I can't remember the author of it right now. Number one rule is exercise for the brain, for mm-hmm. cognitive function performance. Um, but it also talks about how the brain likes complexity. And I think that's something that your flows, and for those out there who don't know what a flow is, just a, kind of a progression of movements through multiple
1: planes of motion um, with or without an implement or a load. It can be done. Yeah, either way. We, we, Because we're doing a lot of um, loaded movement, we define Genesis Flow as whole body loaded movements done with rhythm and timing. Mm -hmm. And the aim is to keep the momentum alive. So you're transitioning between different movements with a rhythm and timing to your movement. Yeah, Genesis Flow is
2: load. Like it's loaded movements. Um, We try to stay out of the unloaded. Um That's animal flow. Yeah. We, you know, the, we great respect to animal flow. I think they're as much as maybe we're competitors, we're also, um, friends in this world. Like it's not, it's a healthy competitive competition. Um, so like animal flow, we definitely give respect to, uh, the unloaded movement
0: area for um, us. We were, you know, we like load. We like to move with load. Yeah, absolutely. I was doing animal flow since like way back in the day. When Mike sure. Fitch had like DVD is almost. And he was oh, sending yeah. them out. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. One of my uh, earlier mentors, he, he connected me with Mike Fitch and I was just like, this is amazing. Gotcha. And I'm doing it across the gym floor and stuff. people are like, what the heck yeah. is this guy think doing? He, uh, thinks he's a lizard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so take me through, how do you take a client through a flow? How do you start them off? um,
1: First of all, we we work with a variety of clients. We've kind of become doing... We've ended up doing a lot of more general population, and that spans between kids to adults and men, women, and children. And uh, when they first come in, um, we do... a. We don't necessarily jump right into flow for us. We want to see uh, good movement quality and develop in them kind of a rhythm and a timing. Um, a lot of people when they first come in are very rigid and, and are trying to move really fast. Um, and so we're trying to develop in them that rhythm and timing. So what we'll do is we'll take... Movements and practice those movements, and uh, and we use a variety. We even though our flows aren't comprised of body weight, in our day to day training we use body weight, we use load, we do traditional, we do progressive, um, to give them. That variability, we we truly believe that that variability is important for performance, but all and for engagement, but also like Trevor was touching on earlier, sustainability. And, uh, but when it comes to the flows, after we take them through movements and we feel cause there's a balance, you don't want to put too much on them where it becomes a frustrating process. Um, so you want to build in the skills and then give them the challenge that you were saying, um, for the mental side. And there is at the end of it, a certain satisfaction of accomplishment, a certain feeling of control of your body, um, that they walk away with feeling satisfied and it's almost like tricking them into a workout because they're so focused on what's the next movement? How am I performing this? They get done with it and they realize, wow, that was exhausting. I'm actually kind of, I need to rest. Um, So we do it in what a process we call chunking. So we'll say it's a three movement flow that we want to do. We will have, give them space to practice the first movement. Uh, for however many sets, how, however long of time that we deem necessary for that program. And then we'll move on to movement two, give them time to practice that. Then we'll show them how to transition from movement one to movement two, give them time to practice that. Then we'll build movement three and then show them how to do movement one, transition to movement two, transition to movement three. And then give them space to practice that flow. And and there's different things we take into consideration, too, depending on someone when they come in. Usually we, we like to use the bubble analogy. So this idea of um, kind of their range of motions. And we'll start with a small bubble and ask them to move with rhythm and timing in that small bubble, keeping momentum alive. If they check all those boxes, then we can start to expand that bubble. And then we can start to expand, you know, add more mass to it. And so there's different variables we could play with. But that's kind of the process we would take someone through if they're new to it. Okay. Is there a rep range you guys
0: typically go for? Do you go for time? We work more generally in time, yeah. So
1: we'll do time under tension. What's a typical amount of time you're gonna put somebody through a flow or? So it kind of depends where they're at in the process. If they're just learning, we wanna give them more time to get the movement patterns down so Mm -hmm. their body can adjust to it. So we um, tend to be like 60 seconds of work um, in the beginning. And then if we're increasing the mass, that time will reduce, um, or if we're increasing the speed, that time will reduce. Um, or if we're looking for more endurance, that time will um, grow, we'll, we'll put more time on there. So it kind of depends on what we're, the outcome we're looking for.
0: So how can this benefit athletic performance and something for the general population? that's the that's that's the question we're trying
2: to help people solve right now okay. um or at least try to to share with people because you know in terms of in terms of business the the athlete wants to kind of be separate from the fitness enthusiast and you know the fitness enthusiast is often it's sometimes intimidated by what athletes are doing right but as far as like flow and for genesis flow um because of the submaximal load and be, and I think if you, if you look back at some programming perspectives, like, um, a strength perspective or a cardiovascular perspective, um, the load perspective, like Sean was saying, um, if we can help educate people or show people that, that these flows can be done in this way for, um, for someone looking for cardio or strength or a, a, just a fitness enthusiast, maybe we can add it into a circuit. Or here's an athlete where we're training your movement and we're training your strength in your movement so um, so you can bring it out onto the field, so you can translate it to the movements you do on the field. Does um, is that,
0: is that answer the question I I think so because you know the Viper for people that don't know it's like a cylinder with a couple different handles and stuff you got like neutral grip handles for both of your hands you have like a suitcase handle on the other side Um, and then you can use all the other ones in between too I mean top and bottom Um, it's like a big lot and I heard
2: there's a new Viper coming out that's gonna even have a couple different, different ways to hold
0: it as well really yeah that's exciting very cool I can't wait to see that um but there's a bit of a learning curve, you know. It's uh, people are so used to, you know, I've got my dumbbells, I got my barbells, my squat rack and stuff. But when I've taken clients through a flow or even just introduced them to the Viper, there's times where they're working, they stop the next day. They go, "What the heck did you do to me? <laughs> like that was unbelievable. I mean, I was telling, I was telling uh, Trevor that I had a client who he's got. Uh, Type 2 diabetes. So he's constantly measuring his glucose levels, right? And I took him through a flow, and he said the next day, he's like, he called me up. He goes, I'm not sure what you did to me, but my blood sugar levels are at such a good level right now he goes after that workout i was starving i went home i ate a ton i woke up the next morning and i was completely normal like in a good healthy range that he's never been before that's powerful yeah so that's where that that metabolic
2: engine was just how cool ramped up yeah absolutely by the different benefits
1: of the flow
0: Yeah.
1: yeah um I think uh, back to that athletic performance I think one of the unique things that a flow offers that a lot of our traditional strength training for athletics doesn't <clears throat> is momentum. You know, you see that in kettlebell swings which mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoy doing. <clears throat> and we're just taking that and three-dimensionalizing it. Um, you know, we because of the environment we live in momentum is in everything we do, basically walking, running, throwing. And so sports is a game of harnessing momentum. And we um, will guide it, we'll redirect it. Um, that's our change of directions. And and really what it comes down to in sports, most of the time is, is creating space. And the better you create space, the more advantage you have over your opponent and to create space we have to be able to change direction we have to have be strong when we change direction on balance um, we need to be able to uh, decelerate and re-accelerate and so the the body the better coordinated it is to work together not just in a linear pattern but multi-directional pattern the more prepared it's going to be for that type of environment And so with flows um that's kind of what we're doing. Is hard. It is just a game of harnessing momentum. And, uh, and as we do that, we get better and we develop more efficiency and we become more effective in our movements and training our body to work together as a unit. Um, that's, kind of, that's kind of what makes flow a little bit different from everything else is that momentum.
0: Yeah, I mean, life is a game of uh, capturing momentum and moving it forward. I mean, that's what our bodies are designed to do when we walk. It's yeah. to harness the momentum from our body weight, from gravity, and propel us forward. Um, How about if
2: you're walking in an airport, holding a suitcase, and avoiding people? Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's a level of athleticism in there. And it's almost trying to relate the fitness enthusiast to the athlete, saying that you're an athlete as well. You're just an athlete in life look at the different things you have to do. I have to bring my groceries out of the, of the car. Or like I said, walking through an airport and trying to maneuver through or walking to your car, stepping off a curb or avoiding whatever. Um, just being
0: able to be reactive and to, um, to be able to move dynamically. What are some fundamental moves that you can take people through uh, that are starting out with the Viper? I think some fundamental ones that I always do are what we call our
2: breakdowns. It's where you're moving your feet linearly, like a forward back pedal, or laterally on a shuffle, and we're using the Viper on a tilt. Okay. So we're adding load to it, but we're also moving your feet. And you start simple, just forward and back pedal with um, a a linear breakdown that we call it. And then we have a lateral. We also have a transverse one where we're now turning our bodies. So we look at the athletic movements. So we look at movements, period. And, you know, our bodies can move in three planes of motion. And so we break them down in each plane of motion, and then we start combining things. And that's done in a flow. We can combine all the different movements in a flow. And, uh,
1: I think that for me, that's one that I start with. Yeah. That's huge for the footwork and the timing, um, for us, the one of the things we notice when people come in is it's because you're used to moving one section of your body and isolating it most of the time. Um, that's what people's backgrounds are. They have a hard time moving their upper body and lower body in sync. So stepping and doing something with their arm, reaching and stepping at the same time and having good timing between the two. Um, so the breakdowns that Trevor was talking about are a go-to of ours. But we also like to... Um, do like contra reaches where we'll have someone take an implement. Um, it could be the Viper. With Genesis Flow, we use all different types of tools. We started out on the Viper just because it's so versatile. Um, but you can use kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells. Oh, so you guys any, can use anything? Any load. We have flows for... You could use a cable machine. We just posted on Facebook Genesis Performance today a uh, cable flow. Really? So the principles of flow can be done with any mass. Um, and each mass offers different benefits. There's, there's certain things that each one brings to the table that are benefits. Um, but so like say we're using a Viper, one of another go-tos that we would use with a client is we would put them in a neutral grip and have them quarter squat while they simultaneously reach across their body. So it'd be like right hand towards the left knee. And then as they stand up, they're going to lead themselves right into a left hand to right knee reach. Keeping that moment. Momentum. Keeping that momentum side to side. So now we're teaching them to use their hips and their shoulder blade um, with good timing. And it's going to load the tissues of the body, help them mitigate that stress through the whole body instead of localizing it to one set of tissues. And specifically going back to Thomas Myers, that back functional line on that
2: contralateral
0: edge. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's going from... That back functional line, is that the one going from the top of the head all the way down the foot? Well, we would look at it from the arm all the
2: way back across the shoulder, Okay, across the opposite. Yeah, 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 diagonal lines through the
1: core. So by doing that, what we're doing is we're we're putting them in a, a set foot pattern and not having them change their foot pattern at all. So they could just focus on the timing between the hip and the shoulder blade and reciprocate that motion side to side. So they're working on the timing, but they're also keeping a rhythm. Of going side to side, loading those tissues. And, uh, so that would be a go-to for us to help them get used to some of the principles. And then we have a flow built off of that contra flow that yeah. you can just
0: expand on. Okay. Um, how good is this for reducing the risk of injury? Well, with, uh,
2: a mob- mobility and stability component, um, involved or benefit involved in it. Um, uh, I'll I'll take myself an example. I still go play soccer on the weekends, and I don't think I've experienced a sprained ankle um, or a, a, a significant injury since since I've started doing this. When before I would experience sprained ankles, low back pain. Um, and that's a story that Michelle always likes me to share down at the mentorships. Is in college, I was doing a lot of traditional lifting, a lot of traditional. Um, benching, uh, back squatting, deadlifting, all, all good strengthening exercises. Um, but I was missing something from my training from, from being strong. So in college playing soccer, I would often find myself on the ground, my low back, just going in spasms. Really? Yeah. I just wasn't focused, uh, wasn't doing enough for, uh, I guess we could say our core. Um, But then once I started loaded movement training, specifically, and then moving to flow, um, I go out and I play, like, and perform athletically better than I did when I was in college. And no more low back pain, you know, my mobility is good, Um, my change of direction is, like, I feel just very confident and prepared on the field. And so in terms of flow helping with that, I think flow is just a progressive state of loaded movement training. It just added, adds in a couple uh, more benefits as far as like momentum. And um, But I think going back to one of your questions, just helping people understand loaded movement training and educating them to the benefits of it and that it's okay. Because I think a lot of people look at it and they're like, wait, no, I can't take that weight away f- away from my midline. You now I might yeah. hurt my back or something. Yeah, yeah. if you do it, something too heavy or you do it in the wrong way, but if you learn the techniques and you learn the foundations of it, then, um, you know, pe- uh, people have been doing it for years. Go back in martial arts, people wielding swords. You know, those are 20, 30-pound swords they're wielding, or a knight with a sword, right? That's loaded movement training itself, mm-hmm. and they're moving it, swinging it. So there's definitely room. I mean, I think it's just opening
0: that conversation up. Yeah. Have you guys had any clients who dealt with lower back pain, chronic injuries that they no longer experience that anymore, going through what you guys put them through? Um, I'm working with one
2: client, his name's Sean. He came in. He, he I actually worked with him and then he stopped because he was going through a lot of physical issues i think he just lost confidence um i didn't work with him for very long um he and he didn't almost it's almost like he didn't give the process an opportunity mm-hmm. but then he came back and that was in january and he's like oh things are starting to feel a little bit better but you know i need i need to get back and i need to do this so i was like okay so we started working again and um He's trusted the process and now he's he's feeling less pain through his through was um, he had a he had a foot he had a foot thing going on and he had some lower back um, not really pain but like tightness uh, but now he's coming in I'm pushing him he's feeling amazing and uh, um, and we're taking him through some 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 bigger flows and uh, he's just enjoying it and he's just enjoying where he's at right now. What about for you, Sean? Anything?
1: Yeah, I think um, back to your question is that the flows, uh, one of the big things is teaching people to absorb a load Um, using the whole body. So traditionally, we localize stress to a certain tissue, and so that joint is just getting repetitive Mm -hmm. loading. And so that's when me personally, I feel most prone to injury in the past was when I was doing all localized stress. Um, With the flows, as you teach your body to absorb stress uh, through the whole system, um, there's more hands on deck to absorb that. And so you're, you know, helping with injury prevention there. Um, with a lot of our clients, I, I noticed that they always, um, they're just because of uh, life's demands, a lot of them um, might have to sit for long periods of time or they're going on road trips and different things. And sometimes they'll come in feeling tight and stiff, um, and they will leave feeling awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of that is just the movement. It's helping to hydrate the tissues. Um, they're uh, creating space in the joints um, so they're having greater mobility. And so I, I see that more on a day-to-day basis of people uh, walking away with the win of feeling better leaving the gym um, from... The tightness that they might be experiencing from some of their habits as they go through the week. Yeah, no, we definitely have
0: uh, have that going on every every level. Um, now, you guys, your shirts say "Creation of Motion by Design." Can you guys elaborate on that a little
1: bit for me? Yeah, so we um, a big foundation to. Our training is we look at the body and we see um, its design Um, and we the reason we called the company Genesis is because we see in the book of Genesis God designing the body and it's brilliant and I mean we have brilliant people studying the brain devoting their whole lives to studying the brain and when we get to the end of it, we have more questions than we do answers. Yeah. Um, so it's truly amazing, and we're in awe of it, and we want to celebrate it. And so our goal is to create motion that is in line with the design of the body. Um, and that's kind of what we started with in our group of three was we were being creative and we were creating motion, and it had intent. It was, it was purposeful. It wasn't just flailing things around. We're trying to do certain things with the body based on what we know is the design of the body, that the body uh, works more efficiently and effective when it's connected, um, when it's working in unison. Um, there's great reasons to isolate and great stuff out there that isolates joints for mobility. And, um, you know, even, uh, there's purpose behind it with the bodybuilding stuff and all that stuff. But, um, for us, the, the main, uh, purpose of our, uh, movement selections is we want to, we think things, things work better when we use them according to their design. Mm-hmm. And so we want to do that with the body and stay, you know, true to that. Yeah, just to add to that, um, I think when we move
2: by design, even if something is a little bit off, there's our bodies can self-organize. And I think flow allows a lot of space for our bodies to self-organize um, because of the submaximal load and because of the three-dimensional and the variability of movement.
1: Yeah, and, and so when we talk about the design, it's the whole body uh, aspect. It's the, um, we're designed with rhythm from our heartbeat to our, you know, speech and it's in our biology. Um, we're designed to harness momentum. You know, we talked about that earlier with our gait and, you know, simple activities like that. And so we're taking all that and putting it into the flow. Very cool. Everything, the,
2: the muscle system, the skeletal system, the fascial system, the connective tissues, um, everything inside, the hormones, um, digestive system, everything, the brain, and everything, our eyes, our senses, our ears, our nose. I think everything, again, going to the design and everything connecting together. And the more that we, I think, understand and connect all those things, and. Um, you know, going back to Ryan, too, like, we're talking a lot about really engaging the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, the brain's already engaged in movement, but, like, how can we maximize that um, cognitive function and just adding, you know, just all these pieces in? And the more we learn, just trying to keep adding all these pieces in, because, again, the more we try to isolate and put things in boxes, um, again, the, I, it goes against... The design
0: again of yeah. what we, who we are, what we do. Well, here's the thing too, is that, you know, we talked earlier how the brain likes, the brain loves um, adversity, it loves challenges, it loves overcoming those challenges and stuff. And I think that's something that the, uh, the flows offer, but not only that, uh, it, it doesn't limit you to what you're using i mean you said you could use a viper you could use dumbbells you could use a barbell you could use you know any type of uh, heavy rock the heavy rock yeah exactly and i think that is something that's cool it's the versatility of of creating your own flow and you know too often we have people looking for the new flashy thing you know they want the new toy the new piece of equipment uh vibrating foam rollers and stuff but if you look at it, you have all the tools you need if you can understand the basic principles. And totally. if you can just go, okay, I'm going to go and take this rock and I'm going to do 30 seconds of this, 30 seconds of that, 30 seconds of this. And you go, oh my gosh, that's a killer. And then there's the, um, what's it called? The autonomy. Too behind that, that is very empowering that I think people don't quite understand, but need to be educated on, um, and the autonomy to, to the ability to know that I can create this and I have the, my own freedom of will to, to create my own workout is, it's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. And you can just, you guys just take it outside and go and go ham if you want. I mean, we live in Southern California, it's sunny, like <laughs> 90% of the year. Yeah. Yep. Or you can even do it in home. I mean, can you guys do a certain
1: flow in like a small space? Yeah, absolutely. We we we've even made some where there's not a lot of uh, foot movement, and you're just moving the implement around your body in different ways. Um,
2: I would say you can. I, I wouldn't say that's ideal though, because okay. again, like, what does our body want? Our body wants to explore space. Our brains want to explore space. So to limit yourself. in in a confined space, you know, maybe for regression purposes. Okay. Um, but definitely, like you said, like to go outside and, and experience, uh, your surroundings and to interact with your surroundings and to enjoy that space, to allow your body to enjoy this space, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's just reaching out and, or stepping out, um, and not to confine yourself into the four walls of the gym. Yeah. that has its purposes and you know we we do it we have our space it's not as big as we would like it but um, I think the, the purpose and the intent is
0: to have your body explore space and for us specifically with load so my one of my biggest things is uh One of the main motivators for me for training is, uh, you know, I've got this body and I've trained it. I want to know how I can use it. And whether that's through a competition that we have in the gym, we've got these things going on like every month, or I've recently signed up for the tactical strength challenge with strong first. You know, I want to know, okay, what can I do with this thing? Mm. What kind of stress can I put myself under? Um, that's just me you know i've got clients are just like i don't know why you love doing this like because i want to see what i can challenge myself i want to see how far i can push those limits um yeah and this is definitely something that i've done before that's pushed me and made me feel phenomenal i mean it should see i should have shown you guys some of the stuff that i was doing before with a couple people and it's breaking that barrier down kind of that uh lack of understanding for people of like what the heck are they doing just throwing this thing around or throwing weights around it's like yeah you know there's a purpose behind it yeah. you know and that's why now I don't look at somebody who's doing an exercise and go like what are, they're doing it all wrong i go okay wait there's a purpose behind what they're doing that for and I think with this too if we can educate people on what these flows are what the Viper can do. I mean people you'll see people doing all the time. You know, it's only now that kettlebells are starting to become a little bit more popular before, you know, if you look at five, ten years ago, those were just all by themselves in the gym. People would yeah. not even touch them like, yeah. uh that's scary, it's big, it's got this weird handle. I don't know if I want to use that. Yeah. And that's the way vipers are right now in the gyms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people stare at them and they're like, oh, this plastic they, thing. I don't know what they, I want to do with, with it. Or they'll it's do curls light. with
1: them. It's too, yeah, light to oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> I hate when people do curls with <laughs> kettlebells and biceps. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, that's not variability. You're just, you yeah. it makes no sense. It's kind of like my, my, when my paradigm got challenged, that story I was telling when I saw Scott training the NBA guys. And my first thought was, what, I don't know what muscle that's working. It was so, my idea of exercise was just, muscle contractions mm-hmm. so I knew a lat pull down is working your lats I knew a bicep curls working your biceps and I think that's the paradigm for a lot of people that um, are going to the gym and haven't been exposed to this conversation yet and so when they see a tool it's how can I use that tool to contract a certain muscle and so it's a process so just quickly some
0: final thoughts guys what do you want people to gain from what you're doing
2: I think for me well for us um, an understanding an understanding of the body an understanding that your body has an ability to do more um, and uh, a way to enjoy exercise, a way to enjoy movement um, with that purpose um, a way to strengthen your body without, you know, thinking I just have to do deadlifts or bench pressing or, or cleans or hand cleans or that there is a way to strengthen your body outside of that, mm-hmm. um, or to complement it even. Um, I think those are a few thoughts that come to my mind.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things on my heart is that the. Yeah we can make um, our bodies, we can try to look to our bodies for our satisfaction and our identity, and there's a lot of that, Um, and it's easy to fall into that. And I think for us, one of our hearts behind it is that we see uh, our bodies and movement as a gift from God, and that literally it could be taken away at any time. And so not to... Not to find our identity in how we're, we look or even how we perform, um, but to enjoy it and to take care of our bodies and enjoy movement. There's amazing byproducts of it, from it. and uh, But to find our identity first and foremost and our satisfaction in the designer of it, in God. No. Um The creator, not the creation. And when we do that, it's just... It um, puts everything in its rightful place, and um, and I, I truly think that uh, exercise is an amazing gift, and that if it's not used correctly, it could you know cause a lot of um, just emptiness yeah. and purposelessness. Um, but I think it's what's amazing about it is that it's a pointer to. The God who designed it. And if we land there, that's where a lot of the fulfillment and a lot of the purpose that we are designed for um, lies. So I think if I could, if I could hope anything comes from Genesis flow, I want people to experience more freedom in their movement mm-hmm. and to enjoy the gift of movement. But ultimately I want them to land in the place where um, they're experiencing the, the peace and joy and the satisfaction that their hearts were designed for in, in knowing their creator, God. I like that flow, flow and freedom, flow and freedom. Yep. Awesome.
0: Uh, guys, where can people find you? Where can we check out some of these videos and where can people get educated on how to perform these movements? So
2: right now, Facebook is where we're putting a lot of uh, just uh, posts and um, sharing a lot of what we do. Um, YouTube, Genesis Performance, One Word. Um, we have a lot of our videos there. And then so what we're currently working on is, um, and we actually have available some starter flows on genesis um, that you can go and, and buy. There's three. There's three flows. One, one with a viper. One with dumbbells, and one with a weight plate. Uh, just to give that versatility. I know not everybody has access to a viper, but most everybody will have access to dumbbells or a plate. Just to experience the the movement. And uh, and um, we ha- also have will have a course teaching you the principles and the foundations of Genesis flow. Um, And that way you can take those principles. And even though you might be learning these certain eight movements, um, that you can now take those principles into more of our flows or your own movements. And uh, again, experiencing that,
0: that freedom of movement. You guys are also on the IOM app, right? So you can find yes. that on the App Store. Yeah, absolutely. Is it on Android? Do you guys know? Uh, I believe
2: it is. I believe it's Android and, uh, and uh, iPhone. So,
0: um, yes, the platform by, uh, by IOM. And then you guys have
1: Viper Flows, Dumbbell. Yeah. We, I, I think variability is a big thing for us. So that's variability of tools. So we got Kettlebell, uh, Dumbbell. Oh, cool. Um, barbell viper uh med ball and barbell. cable barbell. barbell yep um backpack backpack flow yep there's, there's the a backpack flow yeah.
2: well there's tire. backpack movements right now we haven't created the flow yet
1: we posted on our facebook page attire tire flow nice yeah so you could do so it. So when you're with
0: broken mass. down on the side of the road, you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna grab this tire and work out while Triple A yeah, gets exactly. over here. <laughs>
2: well, it's more of <laughs> it's a, a big tire. It's like a big, big tire. Oh, okay. So you could do you. We we have it's for the farm know, boys ones with mass. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's in farm boy. That's where this is all coming from. Michelle's story of the farm boy versus the city boy. Uh, farm boy strength versus city boy strength. Like, what's a farm boy doing? He's doing tasks. He's moving load off his midline and baling hay, shoveling. Where city boy is just going to be benching and deadlifting kind of back to my story um and so it's adding it's taking both and adding them together totally
0: awesome love it guys well thank you so much for meeting me today um i appreciate you guys are you guys are awesome definitely give these guys a check out genesis flow everyone love it thank you That's it for this episode of The Principles of Fitness, everyone. I want to give Trevor and Sean a special thanks for being with us on the show today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, leave a comment on iTunes, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Principles of Fitness.